0: Yeah, we're recording. Recording. And Christine's making a protein shake and she's going to put alcohol into it. Mm.
1: <laughs> I like I like doing that to protein shakes, like putting in coffee into it or something. <laughs> and you know, That makes it better. <laughs>
0: okay, I got to find uh, our YouTube. Oh, hi there, doggy. Mm. Turn my camera off.
1: Take the time runners. Oh, the arcade radio live stream is up, so we're... We're live. We're live. Next time, we're live.
0: Just so everybody knows, we're switching to Twitch next week, so that could be a little problematic. So, are you coming up to MGC or what? I'm not. Why? As a matter
1: of fact, I have to, if we're doing a show next week, I had tickets on Thursday night to see Ready Player One, so I gotta like figure out what to do with those. You
0: already saw it.
1: Not in 3D on an IMAX screen.
0: Oh my god. That's right. Mm. Mm. Are you going to do a review of it tonight?
1: Yeah, I'll give you a spoiler-free review. Sure. That'll be good. That'll be in my, what, what am I doing? Nice. What are you, what are you doing? Okay, post it on Facebook. Now I'm going to post on Twitter.
2: Hey, Arcade Radio.
0: Uh, Afeccionados. YouTube.com you know? slash Arcade Radio. We're alive right now. Tweet, tweet, tweet! Oh, Annie Baldwin is in the chat. All right, now now we can start. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't really started yet. We're just. Seth, about... boys. Yeah, boys. Yeah, We're about to start for real. <laughs> yeah, remember when we do this last season? Oh, sheila. Uh,
1: I know we haven't. I think that it's okay to do it once a season. USA Today, for many, the Second Amendment is... Oh, no, we're not going to read that. (laughs) (laughs) Political. No political.
0: Dave from Buffalo. He says, now you can really start. (laughs) Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Gaming. Andy Bowman says, let's play what... Oh, hold on. Sorry. He says, let's play what's in the jukebox before everyone else shows up.
1: Okay, I'll 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 start.
0: <laughs> Chris, where were you? I don't know. Take on me. Oh, you totally gave it away. Take me on.
1: So, my wife has brought me both a uh, margarita and what's this? What? Dirty pickle oh, why? Why'd I take <laughs> it from you? She's just showing me her, showing me her dirty pickle martini.
0: What are we gonna have? The wives of show, by the way. Come up and say, say hi to Adam. Hi to Adam. Hey. Hello.
1: Hi. She says hi. Yes. She says that's all. That's all she's doing. <laughs> Eddie
0: Ballman says, "Peter Cetera." Oh God, no! <laughs> that's because we had him on last week, I think. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Practically. He was virtually on. Uh, should we post on the Facebook page? Yes, let's do that too. All right. I... You got that? or do, I'll do it. I got it. Okay,
1: use. good, good. Fire. Oh, uh, damn it. I unmuted it. <laughs> there we go. Every time I post, it almost wants to start playing it when I look at it. So,
0: Arcade Radio. Silly doobop, get it bop.
1: Yeah, we're good gonna... at it. Yeah, this is totally awesome. I don't know how to do this
0: posting.
1: Oh, there it is. Yes.
0: Dave from Buffalo says to Andy Baldman, was playing asteroids. Andy works great. Thanks. I didn't know Andy was responsible for all of asteroids popularity.
1: Andy is a vector, uh, like guru. Oh, all of the parts that are like, all I had was an, atar- uh, A Wells Gardner sixty one hundred tube, yeah, and then just a few like little pieces, and Hmm. he helped me get that sucker going. Wow, I just need a game
0: to play it with. Sounds fantabulous.
1: Would you put it in a tempest? Well, I mean, I made sure it worked in in my Star Wars. I I have a tempest cabinet. It's kind of you know in bad shape. It's an older cabinet, but it was in. like a storage container for twenty some odd years. What storage container? Well, it had a hole in the bottom of it to start off with, but um, it was, you know, like a like a tractor trailer. Somebody was like, "Hey, we're gonna store stuff in this." We're, you know, this is like free storage, and it was not. <laughs>
2: it's free it was storage.
1: Not it was a terrible idea. Terrible, terrible idea.
0: I mean, terrible.
1: And these these people, you know, how some people can. <laughs> They built a track. They built this for city on rock and roll. What?
0: Nothing. Go ahead.
1: They built a go kart track <laughs> so they could have people play, go, you know, you know, drive their go karts, and they never used it. And so, when you walk to the back of the the place where <laughs> I bought it from, there's this, you know, concrete that just kind of ends, and it's you know overgrown by weeds. And <sighs> what's wrong with you guys? It, I think they designed it like terribly. Like it, it was like too small and the turns were too small and it, you know you, you'd have been driving like 5 miles an hour on
0: a go-kart. I'm looking at the at the uh what's in the juke tonight? It's look, it's looking pretty uh sinister. Yeah, there's some hard ones. <laughs> there's there's some real gems in there. Yeah, I mean, there's some
1: like one-hit wonders.
0: Oh. There's some real stinkers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on what you think is a stinker.
0: I think next time uh we should pick random ones. Like not from the top 10. Let's like pick from the middle.
1: Oh, that's random. That's that's from about the uh, the first 40 or 30. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I cut I cut through as a matter of fact, I threw oh. one in that isn't even from the same time period. That is that is perfect. I love it. So somebody was listening to the radio at some point and heard all of
0: that stuff. Yeah. Oh my God!
2: I'm just, Those are the
1: best. I'm
0: loading up the juke right now with just some. Oh my gosh! <laughs> There's some good stuff in there. We're gonna have to go back and tell everybody what what uh, where they where they charted, right? Maybe, maybe at the end of it. <laughs> oh, okay. oh man, she made this. This is like
1: all tequila. I can't drink
0: this <laughs> tequila. Yeah.
2: Ugh. <laughs>
1: I'm like, I keep re- trying to dilute it with sprite, and I'm like, oh, this is not gonna, mm-hmm. is not gonna end well.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So, um, should we, should we, should, we, should we, get things rolling? Yeah, hit the start button? Okay. All right. Uh, everybody, welcome to the show. Live from K O Y R Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is Arcade Radio.
2: Oh, there it is.
0: Welcome to season two episode 12 of the arcade radio podcast today is thursday march 22nd 2018 and the time is now approximately 7 27 p.m central thanks for joining us in the arcadosphere this is your host one adam 12 i'm joined by the super hunky mark time runner shields and the guest host of radio arcades and arcades and radios and stuff like that this week is you because, well, we had a guest, but we pushed him to next week. And we had another guest, and we pushed him to the other week. So we're going to have a couple of great guests coming up. But thank you for joining us. And uh, Mark, how you doing? I'm great. How are you, Adam? I'm doing great.
1: I love that you read 1 Adam 12, and you called me super hunky, even <laughs> though I I wrote that in the show notes. <laughs> it, it, I was like wondering, is this the first time you're reading that? It was. All right. Yeah, I'm just. Thinking. You were going
0: to be Adam Strange. Uh, there was a couple other that oh, we were looking at. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, maybe next.
0: Yeah, next yeah, time. yeah. It'd be it'd be great. So, what are you working on, Mark? Oh my gosh, what's going on see. in your life?
1: Well, I haven't heard anything about the aforementioned coin door debacle. I haven't even called. By the way, it. Those by the guys. way, if you
0: hear any loud typing, it's not me. I'm not typing anything. Yeah.
1: What do you hear? Am I am I bumping into this maybe? <laughs> Should, am I shoving my face too far into the mic?
0: No, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. Okay. But if you hear um, any loud clackety, 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 it's not me. Oh, it's somebody else. Yeah. Okay. I'm in the newsroom. You know, that's how it goes. That's fine. Well,
1: I think I get, I don't have to hear it as loud as the other guys. Okay. <laughs> now, where was I before I was interrupted? Sorry, with go clacking ahead. that I'm yeah. not doing. Ugh. Going to a right. Gosh. Yes. Um, let's oh. see. I've, i brought home the tubing i think we talked about that yep yep that uh, i bought show. a street fighter Two pinball mm-hmm. project and um let's see uh, uh but mostly the last few days i've been working on my delorean time machine replica I, tell I us had what's little... going on with
0: that what's going on with that
1: well i i had a the car had previous, previously had been lowered with low springs that had been clamped. And, and so every once in a while when you hit something like it could have been, you know, the speed bump or just a low a hole or anything. And it would slam the front of the car down into whatever it was you were driving over. It happened uh, a couple months ago and it was just too much for it. And the radiator actually cracked. Oh, no. But, Luckily, my insurance company is super cool, and they helped pay for that. And I got the car back, but I had to de-time machine it when I turned it over to uh, get it fixed. So I had to like take everything I had, put it all back together, and make a time machine stuff. And I decided to take pictures of the real hero car that's in the Peterson Automotive Museum in Los Angeles and replicate. I think I replicated like five things that had not ever been done in my car. And so... Um, you know the cables that go around the sides, of, you know, in, next to the flex boxes over the over the tire wheel wheel wells and stuff like that. I got meticulous. I actually like made sure like the of the three colors of wires <laughs> that they were in the exact place, and that I used the, just the right amount of zip ties. Nice. I mean, it was insane. Actually, my wife is like, "You don't have to get that, you know, accurate." And I'm like, "I'm going to do it. We're <laughs> doing it." And, um, uh, and I did a whole bunch of things that I'd never done in my car and it's like a 20 year old replica. And, uh, I even cut through the steering wheel, like rubber, you know, I don't really know what to call it because it's not a horn. It's just this piece of rubber in the center of the steering wheel in the, in back to the future, there's three switches, a green switch and two red switches. And so I was able to, you know, replicate that. And that's gonna segue into my other thing, where I got to see the movie Ready Player One last is, night. Isn't that a little early? Yeah, we got to see the preview. Uh, my dad is a big movie buff, movie live movie theater buff. I don't really know what the, there's got to be some term for it, but he he sees regularly four to six movies a week. And, wow. Yes, and and a lot of them are the early screenings. He's got like a whole little posse of of people that do that.
2: Mm. And Sounds so he, like he got there time.
1: like at 10 or 11 a.m. to stand in the line so we could get in first, which is
0: awesome. Oh, my gosh. And Welcome, Paul Sarnon, to the chat tonight, everybody.
1: Paul? Yes. Uh, Paul. You know, Paul I met in Minneapolis. Uh, we have a mutual friend, John Philman, or as I call him, Philman. Philman. And uh, we were talking about some project, but it's funny. I don't know what... He was in my apartment where I had the the arcade wall and a bunch of stuff. I've never actually asked Paul, how into arcades were you before you came to my house? <laughs> and did I have anything to do with what happened to you? Because, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, hey, I'm not sorry.
0: <laughs> I have a question. You know, maybe we can get Paul on the show tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should do that. We should give him. Yeah, because he's he's legit. He's into it. Well, let me let me see if I can reach out to him. He's a friend of mine on Facebook. I'll, I'll send him his little. number. keep going keep going with your story right
1: so i saw the movie last night and i've read the book twice and i've listened to the um audiobook by will wheaton and you know the movie was beautiful it was definitely lovingly uh converted to the screen also by ernie klein and i think cal pen the guy you know one of the guys that's um from what's the Kumar movies? Who's the other guy? Something in Kumar. Harold, Harold and Kumar. Right. I'm sure he's Kumar. Isn't that Cal Penn? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Just such a very, a very tight film, not boring in any way. Uh, they, they took all the best elements from the book and they made a very good three act classic, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg film, and I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, the one of the problems I think I was having coming in was that they play arcade games in some of the climaxes, you know, because the guy has to win three contests, and two of them he's playing an arcade game in the book. And you know, one of them he's playing Joust and the other one he's playing Tempest. And I'm like, nobody's gonna sit through this. This is not gonna be exciting because it's it's you know what are you going to sit there and watch them start the game and play the whole game or or do a montage of them playing the game and I'm like come on and what they did in the movie was really nice they didn't they don't play those games but they you know they came up with some stuff that was just as good and for me you know they used the DeLorean time machine from back to the future as a, a you know a plot device twice and it's so good it's nice to see that that car being used it you know in any form really, but I mean they that that thing shows up all the time in all sorts of pop culture references to the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, great film. I give it a I gave it a thumbs up. I loved it. My wife was excited the whole time. My dad fell asleep briefly, um, but that's because he's like seventy two or one or whatever, and and he' he woke up like at three a.m. But that's okay. We woke him up, and he was like, "What? I'm awake. I'm awake." <laughs> nice. So uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll post like a video, uh, like a spoiler spoiler free video, and then I'll do some spoilers at the end. Um, I I will give away one little thing: Will Wheaton is in the movie. Oh, really? But only as a poster, and um, it's a it's a Mary Go- a Mayor Goldie Wilson poster that they have him on. I and I couldn't read what it said fast enough. Oh, you don't you're not a fan of Will Wheaton. No. Oh, yeah. No. Come on. Everybody loves Will Wheaton. No, not me. You're one of the Will Wheaton dot, die, dot, die, die, dot, die kind of guys?
0: No, I just want to kick him in the nuts. Man, he, he's good. It's Will Wheaton. <laughs> What's he good about? What's he good about? Well, he left the show. <laughs> what, <laughs> what show? I don't know what you're talking he's about.
1: He's on Big Bang Theory. He's hilarious on that.
0: Do you ever watch Big Bang Theory? He was also on Eureka. You know? Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't know what Eureka is, man? That show is phenomenal.
1: You like a show and that he's on, and you don't like Will Wheaton?
0: No. Huh.
1: Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe mm. that's what I got to do is watch that show. Is he like a bad guy or something?
0: He is a just... bad guy, but it's it doesn't matter. It's inconsequential. He what did a... he do? Something
1: like stick his finger up his butt, or what? What's so bad about it?
0: <laughs> he's also in some Canadian sci-fi show that was on recently. Um, as a bad guy, he likes to play bad guys. Yeah, I don't. I, he, he ends up him being him in it. almost everything I see him in. I can't, you know.
1: Just, wow, you must follow the oeuvre of what we <laughs> do uh, than I do. unfortunate is I'm not actually SVU following. Like some I'm actually
0: or... not following him. I don't. Yeah, I don't have
2: yeah. An idea. <laughs> what are you up to? <laughs>
0: what?
1: Yeah. What are you doing?
0: This is a surprise question. Okay.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's the segment called warm up. Welcome. What's new with you? What are you working on?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you working on? That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been working on. Uh, actually, I've been.
1: Don't on... talk about the hole in your ceiling anymore. For the, the love of God.
0: Yeah, it's done. They fixed think, it. Yes, it's, it's all fixed. Yeah, It's pretty awesome, actually.
1: Because <laughs> the <laughs> hole's
0: gone, or yeah. Why well, did uh. I talk about it too too many times? Or what?
1: it's been about maybe five episodes.
0: Really, I think we're done. Not five episodes. It hasn't even. It's been. It hasn't even oh, really? been five weeks. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> I know what that, I mean, hmm. seriously.
1: <laughs> Let's ask the audience. How many times has Adam brought up the hole in his roof?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so I added a payphone to my arcade. Oh yeah, it's pretty cool. So I've had this. Pay- a phone I bought uh, probably seven years ago, and I've been shuffling it around the basement for seven years. And uh, I decided to finally hang it up, and now it's hooked up to a phone line in the house, and it works. It's fantastic. What inspired you to do it? There's somebody talking in the background. So what? So nothing inspired you? Is Was there a trigger or anything? No, it just was like there's this thing on the ground that needs to get hung up. <laughs> It's been...
1: I and I don't understand it, but in the like in, in the last ten days, I <laughs> bought a payphone. Really? Yeah, I paid a hundred bucks. I met some guy outside of a of a cheesecake factory. <laughs> great guy. He had great stories. He bought he'd bought like four payphones in the early nineties, late eighties. Put them in the lubies. Do you know what lubies is? I don't. In Texas, it's sort of a buffet, you know, d- dinner place um it's definitely a, a southern thing they don't have anything like that in the midwest but um anyway he'd had them in there and he's telling me he they were only in there for months but he also sold me the the keys and a kiosk you know wood wood thing that holds it along with a you know a book for 100 bucks really but it's original i don't have the t key um, the T key is uh, another key you need. It's generic, but it, it basically unlatches the coin vault or the upper mechanism that contains the, you know, all the electronic goodies. Uh, but but in addition to the T key, you also need, you know, more of a traditional like slotted key that goes under the side. So with those two things, you know, very war games like you're able to open up. The phone and get into it. I I heard you just have a hole, right? You don't have your
0: uh... no, no. I I had a I have a T key and I, I um.
1: You have a T key, but no regular keys to the side, right? I do
0: now. I I hooked up. Oh, yeah, hooked up the locks yesterday, so it's got locks and everything now. It's all locked down.
1: Yeah, we're gonna rename the show Telephone Radio Tradio,
0: Tradio, the Tradio Tra- Show. Yeah, for trading. Yeah. No, I. I'm super excited about it. And so we have a, 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 I also have a phone in the kitchen that we're, we're hanging up. It's just a, you know, like those wall hanging phones in the 80s, you know, with oh, the cord. Classic, yes. Yeah. With The curly cord, like Napoleon yep. Dynamite. Exactly. Mine's touch tone. It's red. It's very beautiful. ITT, made in the USA. It looks beautiful.
1: And is it plugged into your uh, like vintage wiring? Yeah.
0: But all of that's plugged into my Uma.
1: And so, so could your UMA just plug into the wall, and then it just basically gives all of the phones in the house?
0: Yeah. So I plug my UMA becomes the junction for the house. Okay. So you plug the UMA's wall port into a four-wire RJ11 wire.
1: And Interesting. That, and but four wire, really, only two wires are typically used.
0: Yeah. But the UMA supports two lines, so if you got okay. two phone numbers, you could actually use both lines.
1: And so green and red usually was line one and black and yellow was line two.
0: Correct. Yep. Oh man. Yep. So, uh, green and red is what everything's hooked up to right now. And, uh, I've got a little bit of tweaking to do, but then both my phone lines are going to work and then I can hook up all the old phone lines that are at that junction. I just, I can do a, you know, daisy chain them with a, you know, a splitter and then I'll have. All the phones working in the house again. I can, I can hook up a Mickey Mouse phone, whatever you know. I own a Mickey Mouse phone.
2: Yeah,
1: I still own the one that I got for Christmas, like when I was like eleven or something. You
0: have to post that on our new grope, our new grope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Novelty phones. You gotta, you gotta post that. Yeah. Don't grope anybody. But... Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, so I added a phone. Uh, uh, the inspector came out, approved my twenty amp and fifteen amp circuits. Uh, all the games are running. I fixed Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man's little reset problem f- permanently. Yeah. Had a good week. Wow. Yeah. There's
1: this, there's this grease ball on uh, the chat right now. He's asking if Ram Controls is broadcasting. Ram? Do, we, do, you, do you ever buy anything from Ram Controls?
0: I did, actually.
1: And it showed up and everything was good?
0: Yeah. So, ironically, um, I didn't know much about them when I started collecting and i had one of my my third machine or fourth machine was my star wars machine and i needed a rebuild kit for the uh the yoke and i contacted ram controls and i ordered a rebuild kit
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it came 100 hmm. percent. yeah i used it to rebuild my star wars kit. and it was great everything was high quality unfortunately they don't have a good reputation and rightly so but i mean it was like yeah Wow. Who's Greaseball? Never... Anyway, I don't know.
1: That's weird. He goes, What the heck do you mean who is Greaseball? And I'm like, Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, who,
0: but... <laughs> Who's yeah, Greaseball? That's precisely what we mean. Uh, yeah, because you're not famous.
2: <laughs>
0: but... <laughs> uh oh. I'm getting texted.
1: Uh-oh. Uh oh. Dear Adam, this is Greaseball. I am famous. Shut up. <laughs>
2: Let me yeah. just check
0: here. Let's well, we'll see what that text is here.
1: He says we're toying with his emotions. Do I need to go to Club and search for Greaseball?
0: Come on. No, I'm not doing that. No.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, nope. Yeah. The more I drink this, um, the more I drink this margarita that my wife made, the lesser I think
0: that it's Your wife al- made
1: alcoholic. I'm like, it's tasting better now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, should we should we move on to the next segment? What do you think?
1: Yeah, we've another the segment of arcade news. I'm excited. Okay, here we go. Yeah.
0: It's the arcade news with Adam Stevens. Stevens. Should I kick it off, or maybe maybe you should? I'll do the second one. You go ahead.
1: Okay, I'll do the first one. Uh,
0: in Laporte County,
1: uh, the Indiana Starfighter is locked for a Galaga World Championship. What does that even mean? Well, let me explain. From March 29th through the April 1st, not through the April, the, the, <laughs> the ten, 10 best Galaga players <laughs> on this earth. <laughs> will assemble in Santa Fe, New Mexico to compete in score wars. Score. The very first Galaga World Championship. I seriously doubt that's the very first one, but <laughs> that's what they say. It but I mean it's not bad. It's um it takes place on April Fools' Day <laughs> where where a single elimination game will crown the king of Galaga and bestow upon them a first place prize of $10,000. Wow. Who is giving somebody ten thousand dollars to play some
0: Galaga? I don't those... know. My high score is like one seventy thousand something like that. <laughs> we have, <laughs> uh, yeah. My my score on Galaga is abysmal. Ab- uh, abysmal. Let's see.
1: So, uh, and I've never heard of the Score Wars website. Have you? Is it like the new like Twin Galaxies uh, slash <laughs> Orcade? Honestly, thing, or? it
0: sounds made up to me.
1: I know, right? Because this, this is all happening on April 1st. It almost is like a bogus article, but it's early, so probably not. It's probably real. Uh, Greaseball must
0: be John Jacobson? No, I doubt it. This, hey, is too,
1: this isn't some legit... This is it. <laughs> the Argus Herald. John Jacobson doesn't have access to
0: the K- K- Casey Ralford just accused him of being... <laughs> Greaseball says, don't ever compare me to him. <laughs> Oh my god.
1: Oh, is Grisball John Jacobson? What? No, he's gotta be streaming. He's, he does not yeah.
0: show every no. night.
1: Does he he's really? A, he's a dedicated man.
0: Yeah. I'm a dedicated man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like this guy. Like
1: it's insane. Um I'll never
0: be the arcade legend he is. No. I no, have no, a no. neck, so no. <laughs> oh my god. Hey,
1: I'm only 20% into this article. Let me see if I can get through here. All right. A quick jaunt to the Score Wars website lays out that the finalists who had to qualify the worldwide high scores had to make a cut. Featured are three legendary champions who they don't name from Australia, New Zealand, and America, and then all one-time world record holders for, that are the, you know that hold the high score for Galaga. This guy that we're talking about, Mark Schultz, he was raised in Michigan City. He lives in Laporte County. I don't know what. I don't know what state we're talking about. Are we talking about Utah? I don't know. He he claimed his spot as one of the top Galaga players in the world by racking up a score of 1,149,580 at the Galloping Ghost Arcade on February 25th. So I'm assuming maybe he's in Chicago. Nice. Um, he had help from his uh, friend and fellow competitor, John Clinkle. Mark has been hard at Clinkle. work honing his skills traveling to the Galloping galloping ghost is off as often as he can to practice so that's gonna be fun um mark says uh to be part of something like this is unprecedented saying i'm one of the best in the world playing uh this game is really cool to me uh he was he's wearing his fandom fandom literally on his sleeve with a galaga shirt and says i feel like i've already won well good luck to you mark Mark, what's your name? Right. Schultz. (laughs) I mean, at least your first name is cool, Mark. I mean, I've never met a Mark
0: I didn't like. That's not true. I'm sure I have. Have you met a grease ball you didn't like?
1: Uh, Well, I put him on mute, so I can't see anything (laughs) he says anymore. Oh, that's sad.
0: Ballsy, ballsy. Okay, so uh, Atari Box is real, and it's more computer than gaming console, apparently. After months of delays and speculation, the Atari VCS, formerly known... Formally, formerly known as the Atari Box, and now known as the Atari VCS, finally debuted in physical form at GDC. What does GDC stand for? It stands for Great Dominican <laughs> Cus- <laughs> I don't know either.
1: <laughs> I meant to replace that.
0: <laughs> There's still a lot of information about the console that Atari is keeping close to the chest, or their breast, but we do not know... But what would we, excuse me, but we but what we do know is that the Atari VCS will be more akin to a Linux PC than a dedicated gaming console, which should expand its capabilities quite considerably. And uh-huh. um possibly its appeal. So despite all of the delayed pre orders, small dribbles of information and mountains of speculation, including some of our on our behalf, the Atari VCF, B- VCF VC, VC, VCG uh Hmm. AC T AC uh formerly known as Atari box made its physical debut um we already said that so anyway however the Atari VCS appears to be less game console and more of a full-fledged computer I don't know if that's true I think there's going to be you know the the controllers look really cool they're gonna have a Atari sort of looking one and they're gonna have a sort of a modern one that looks sort of Xboxy oh well you know
1: I, I, by the way, is Game Developers Conference is in San Francisco.
0: Of course. That's what I was, you know, I knew that. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, what else do you know about this deal? Do you know anything?
1: Well, I think that the chief operating officer, Michael Arts, Arst, told Tom's Hardware, who I cannot believe is still around.
0: Right. Uh, Since the 90s, that's been a benchmark for exactly. benchmarking.
1: Exactly. Uh, he said that the machine will indeed run Linux or at least a derivative uh, with its own Atari-themed UI. It can be controlled through either a classically styled joystick or a modern gamepad, and users can also connect a keyboard and a mouse through USB or hmm. Bluetooth.
0: Hmm. Sounds suspicious to me.
1: Hmm. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it is a Linux-based OS, and it's supposed to run any game currently available for Linux, including <laughs> Steam titles.
0: Grease, grease ball, your friend grease ball in the chat just got, he just got hurt. He's just like, wow, that cuts me deep. Time runner eighty eight ignored me. I'm just playing, guys, lighten up.
1: I can't help but think of John Travolta, you know, st- <laughs> typing like with one finger <laughs> right now. <laughs>
0: And I'm really sorry about that woman in the car. Anyway,
1: I know. And, I, <laughs> and he's holding up his finger and asking me to smell it. I'm like, I don't want to smell it. Oh my god, that's terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Why don't you hit? Uh, why don't you do this last piece of news? To Cobra Kai, may, um, something about a trailer for. C- oh my
1: C- god, yes, the Cobra Kai. Cry-
0: cor- wait, cr- let, the let's try to. Cobra. <laughs> the crying the co- the, the no. crying cobras.
1: Cobra Kai is the uh the name of the dojo in the movie The Karate Kid. That was the opposing, you know, the bad guys, right?
2: Try to be because 'cause you're only a man. Yeah. A to to try to believe, though the going gets rough, that you gotta hang tough to make it. Hang tough
3: repeats
2: itself. Try and you succeed. Never oh doubt that's all the one. I love this rap. Nothing you
0: yeah. Oh, you uh, we're going around. to YouTube field tonight, nothing's bitches. Keep you down. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Holy shit, we got to record this
2: show before they steal it from <laughs> I us.
0: Know, we, I, don't worry, I'm recording locally. We're good. Okay, good. good. I did not forget tonight. We're good to oh go. Oh, my God. So, Cobra
1: Cry, Cobra Kai. Cry,
0: C- wait, 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 you can do it. You can do it. I, I know you it. can.
1: I've not had that much margarita. In 2017, <laughs> it was announced that a TV show based on The Karate Kid would be heading to YouTube Red, the you know cesspool of, of YouTube you know which basically has nothing good on it until like now and then uh, basically it it was originally touted as a comedy series penned by the team behind red uh, not red hot just the regular hot but
0: seriously it's got like the hot tub Ralph Marchio on it
1: yeah it looks it's serious it's a more goofy look at the rivalry (laughs) Andy Baldwin
0: infraction (laughs)
1: Daniel LaRusso okay. and Johnny Lawrence, the two characters from the original Karate Kid, will be returning. And there's a trailer. I think that you should try to play the trailer. Can you can you click that link? The oh. premise is that yeah, Lawrence okay. is reopening a new Cobra Kai dojo. Yeah, here we go. And, and Daniel LaRusso is not okay with it. Oh,
0: this sounds... He is
1: pissed.
0: I gotta click, like shift click or something? Uh,
1: uh, I think if you mouse over it, there's like a little picture to the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, above it, I mean. You know, with a little arrow pointing out of a box. Here we go.
0: So here's the trailer. Shit. Wow. Sounds good to me. So this is Ralph doing the karate kick. Boom, he knocks him down on the mat. And then boom, 34 years later, he's reaching for the core's light. (laughs) It's, It's
1: the blonde kid. Who is it? Oh my gosh. This...
2: Daniel LaRusso here for LaRusso Auto. We are chopping prices on all of our inventory. Oh my gosh, that's
0: Ralph Machio. He looks good. He does.
3: Johnny, I knew it was you. This is Johnny Lawrence. He and I go way back. Oh, this is a guy who's educated. if you want to get technical, I kick his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's hilarious. Oh, I didn't know you guys were trying to buy beer <laughs> on oh, so
0: serious hey! fighting.
3: Watch your car, man. Get the hell out of here, loser. <laughs> Oh.
0: Wow. This looks... Is that like Taekwondo or something? It's karate. Do you think you could teach me?
3: I'm driving home from work yesterday, and in this strip mall, I see...
2: After 30 years, I thought that guy might have changed, but he's still the same prick. I
3: heard you beat up a bunch of teenagers. I didn't beat up any teenagers. I kicked the crap out of a bunch of... This actually looks good. Thanks I know,
1: dude. I'm bell. like looking at this. Wow.
0: You guys got to go to YouTube right now and look up the official Cobra Kai trailer for the Karate Kid Saga continuing. It's unbelievable. It's it coming out in May.
1: I'm excited. I should review every episode when it comes out. Oh my God! To I'm gonna teach you UC the style of karate that was taught
2: to me, a method of fighting your pansy ass generation desperately needs.
0: Oh my gosh, those those skeleton hey, look, suits look, are back. Go. She's a girl. And?
2: I'm sorry. Uh, are you okay? Uh, what the, uh,
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God, this is awesome. You and I, this. Miss- Done. they almost make Ralph Macchio to be the bad guy I I Ralph
1: Macchio over the years has always said he is the bad guy
0: interesting well there's a there's yes. a whole theory about that that he's like the major dick in the movie you know
1: yeah I would I would I would say that it, there's also like the theory that Luke Skywalker is the bad guy <laughs> and so yeah whatever it, you know it runs along that same vein where they're
0: you know, the anti hero. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, see, Casey agrees. I think. And welcome, Aaron. To I the agree. Chat. But a- Aaron's in. Yes. Nice to see Aaron again. Aaron, we, yeah, we also saw
1: Ready Player One together last night. Nice. It was beautiful.
0: Very well. It, it
1: was such a good night when I ordered my food. They accidentally gave me an extra meal, and mm-hmm. I gave it to Aaron, and he was very happy. And now he is like existing off of that meal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise he'd be gone. Otherwise, you know. <laughs> I don't
1: know why that.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. My
1: so, wife is like, they gave us an extra hot dog. Just shut up <laughs> and go, 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 go.
0: So that's pretty good. I mean, for the news this week, we had uh, Indiana Starfighter is going to try to win the Galaga World Championship. And then we had Atari Box. That's, you know, that's actually apparently going to be real without crowdfunding. And then we have Cobra Kai, which starts in May. And I'm going to be watching every single friggin' episode. Me too. I love it. <laughs> That's totally rad. Oh, my gosh. I think, you know what it's time for is, you know... A lot... Back in 82, I used to be able to throw pigskin a pigskin quarter mile.
3: Back back to the, the cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? <laughs>
1: Welcome to Back to the Cave. We're going to be. Tr- our destination time is March 22nd, 1987. Watch me recover as a strong margarita my wife made that wasn't supposedly as strong as it was <laughs> It's really good. So good. She's not here. <laughs> We're fine. I'm speaking close to the mic so you can hear my
0: voice well. It's very nice.
1: You're doing That's what good. happened on March 22nd. I see yeah. arcade news, let's say. I, I'd never heard of this. There's a game called ARG, A A A R G H. Have you have you heard of that? No. That it was a, a it was an action video game. What the hell does that mean? An action video? Yeah,
0: that sounds made up.
1: Uh, It was released today in which the player controls a giant monster, either an ogre or a lizard, with the goal of crushing and destroying everything in its path across different lands and periods of history. It was designed by Mastertronics Arcadia Systems, probably the most badass name of a game company in the 80s. Um, It was an arcade machine based around the custom hardware of the Amiga, (laughs) making its eventual conversion to that machine Pretty much straightforward. Electronic arts distributed the Amiga version of the game. That's pretty weird. That's that's kinda cool that there's an arcade you, you, you game did, somewhere that you did pretty
0: good at that one. Has an Amiga in it. You did very well reading that.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm faking it. <laughs> now I kinda want this game because I'm like, dude, there's an Amiga in it? What?
0: Oh, you got to! I want to hear you read the second article. Oh yeah, let's
1: talk about (laughs) what was happening at the box office and all the movie theaters. It wasn't Ready Player One. No. (laughs) So for one week only, you know, movies typically were first, you know, in the box office for several weeks. Ishtar was the number one movie on March twenty second, nineteen eighty seven.
0: That's a terrible film.
1: Well, it was an 87 American action-adventure comedy. That's how Wikipedia describes it. Written and directed by Ellen May and produced by Warren Beatty, who co-starred with Dustin Hoffman. And the story revolves around a duo of incredibly untalented American songwriters who travel to a booking in Morocco and then stumble into a (laughs) four-party Cold War standoff. (laughs) And in case you're wondering who the hell Elaine May was, she was the screenwriter who wrote who wrote who heaven can wait who would <laughs> heaven can wait. I consider a very good Warren Beatty. Yeah.
0: Film. I, I, yeah.
1: And the Mike Nichols directed primary colors, which I also consider a very good Warren Beatty film. Uh, and so uh, she said, sub- she, she celebrated for a string of films that she directed in the seventies. I'm not even going to list them. Whatever. <laughs> Look her up. Casey so says, that was, was going
0: on? Casey says, Ishtar denied best oscar yeah
1: yeah and then on tv on the 22nd it was sunday night cbs's wonderful world world of disney oh played i the, remember this you do they played the classic film bed knobs and broomsticks yeah
0: i remember a, this a
1: 1971 american musical fantasy so i guess 16 years later they finally put this thing on tv yeah uh, produced by Walt Disney Productions, released by Buena Vista Distribution. That was the, like, they tried to release PG movies with Buena Vista.
0: Yep. And also, and- Buena Vista is a hotel chain in Florida. No way.
1: Yep. Keep going. Yeah, that, that's before they tried to do, uh, they they released movies with Touchstone Pictures. And then eventually they were like, you know what? We're just going to release things as Disney and and just not, like, come up with other names.
0: <laughs> what the hell is this? We're just by different companies. Here. Did you mute Greaseball and for real? because he's fucking hilarious. I mean
1: No, he's he's still talking. Yeah. I'm not I mean, I'm
0: not... <laughs> sorry, I just it's going to have to bleep that. <laughs> you don't bleep anything. I know. Uh they compare uh
1: Ben Abbott and with Mary Poppins. Yeah. yeah. I can see that a little bit. Yeah. I guess. Uh it was the last film released prior to the death of Walt Disney's surviving brother Roy Disney <gasps> who died, He died one week later of a broken
0: heart. No, I I think he just died of a regular art. Oh, that's terrible. That's that's
2: awful.
1: Man, the Disney's never made it past the early 70s. That's kind of sad. Hey! What? Adam, what's in the juke? Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and
2: gentlemen, what's in the jukebox? Starring you! all right all
1: right
0: we're gonna play the first clip what do you think
1: i'm ready i'm <laughs>
0: that's it oh so
1: good this <laughs> is just, just a relaxing intro <laughs> it
2: is
0: that's mm. fantastic so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh here no. we go no oh. Ooh, bam bam wow, that is wrong we should give negative points for those Never, <laughs> heart, heart, never, nope, I want to know what love is. Wow, we had four, wow, just like four wrong guesses in a row. That's fantastic.
1: I wonder if this is a song that was ripped off from heart and we just don't know it until yeah, now.
0: I don't know. Should I play another clip? Yeah, you're going to have to. Wait, Greaseball says he knows what it is.
1: Oh, wait. Okay, go ahead, Greaseball. <laughs> Greaseball. Try me. Try me.
0: <laughs> Eric, Carman. Eric nope. Carmen. Eric Carmen. No holy, God. nothing's gonna stop us now. Andy Baldwin got it. Who's the artist? Andy Baldwin got just just a tad ahead of Greaseball. Hmm. yeah And we just need the artist, and, and then we got full. What do we do? Half points? and Full points? Is that what we're doing? Gre- <laughs> Greaseball. They, the the Greaseball
1: hole. just said the title a second time, but not no, it
0: just, the yeah. artist. Who's the artist?
1: There oh, he goes. Andy Baldwin. Starship. Starship. There we go. Bam.
0: Andy Baldwin gets a full point.
1: Full point to Andy Baldwin. All
0: right. So you got that written down? Uh, I'm about to. Okay. I mean, that's pretty good. That's uh, that's. All right. Here we go. Here comes uh, clip number two. (laughs) 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 What do you even do with that, right? (laughs) I love that. That song's perfect. Oh. Uh, that's awesome. I may have played that a little bit out of order. but KC has the title. KC has the title, and Greaseball, Greaseball gets heads. half point with Huey Lewis. So it's a half point for the Relford family. Right. And a half point for whoever the hell Greaseball is. That's got to be Randy. <laughs> It's gotta be Randy, he never misses a show. And why is he, why is he all of a sudden in here? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's because <it's> Randy, <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> so, uh, next, next, uh, hint, there you go. <laughs> why are we it. laughing? It's I don't know intro. because it's the intros, but it's like, oh, how easy are these? You know, like, how like...
1: comically short can you make the sample?
0: <laughs> No, Andy,
1: not Peter Sotero.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice
2: guts. Oh, looks
1: like Casey. Casey's
0: got Casey's right. ahead tonight. 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 He got all three of them. Tonight. 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 And Genesis. He also got correct. So all right.
1: He, so it's Greaseball. No, it's it's Casey in the lead with one point five. One point five. Yes. Right. All right. Um, and then Andy Baldwin with one point in Greaseball with 0. .5. <laughs> right. This one might
0: be a little bit more difficult. Um, all right, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that,
1: that's tough. That's tough. That is tough. It's a it's basically a one hit wonder kind of situation.
0: Yeah. Maybe I should play another little clip. Let's see if these guys get it. Mm, Culture Club. Oh, whoa, no, whoa.
1: No.
0: no, no. I
1: mean, really, uh, you know, a little hint harmonicas are important. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Clip. That's
1: yeah, deep. that was like the most random middle part of some lyrics.
0: <laughs> I think he said, I'm going to sit on my face. And- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Baldwin, who were those guys? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: There's no way anybody's going to get this.
0: Well, I'll play one more clip.
2: Oh!
1: Oh, oh damn it!
0: <laughs> here it comes. You're gonna see a flood in on the on the.
1: Well, the the
0: <laughs> the mm. artist is important here. <laughs> it is the artist is important. Bruce Willis, Casey, Casey got it, and yes. <laughs> respect yourself. Awesome. Followed closely by Annie Baldwin. Give ZeroFX a little, uh, hey, welcome to the chat, dude. Welcome,
1: GZF. He's <laughs> a local Houstonian who's awesome.
0: Nice. The commitments. Well, you're close, but not quite. I could see that, Dave. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> this is about as bad as Eddie Murphy's. I know. Song. Like, We have to have one <laughs> of these really
1: bad one hit wonders. <laughs>
0: All right, so should I play like a rant? I'm going to play a random part of this. Yeah, song.
1: yeah. There's still six more.
0: Yeah, here we go. So this is the the clip for this song. Here we go. To- That's a tough clip. Mm. But I bet you can get the artist at least. I can tell from the the voice.
2: Peter oh, Gabriel.
0: He's
1: got the Casey's
0: pilot. got the voice. Oh, Big time. Oh my gosh. Thing. Listen He's- to that. Can you believe that? He got that from 1 second of the He is so
1: far ahead with 3.5 points.
2: <laughs> Greaseball Casey's cheating. <laughs> no, he's using no Shazam. He's Casey that was Cheater second, <laughs>
0: I love this. This is awesome. Okay, ready for the next one. Um, I'm going to I think we've had this one on the on the contest before, so I'm just going to play the intro. For sure? Yep.
1: <laughs> no, just play that part. Oh, oh, uh, see, if you would stopped it just before that, that would have been, like,
0: really cruel. <laughs> but you, you got to give them, the, by By now, they're already guessing. Like, <laughs> Randy says, we started without you. But, dude. where were you? Yeah, you've been gone for, like, we've, the show's been on for, like, an hour. Aaron Sanders <laughs> got half a point. Nice. Good. Way to go, Aaron. Final countdown. Casey, uh, nope. Europe. Give zero FX gets .5. He messes up the, the average. So give 0FX 0.5 on that one. And then we have 0.5 for Mr. Sanders. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yaz. Yes. Who guessed Yaz? Yes? <laughs> Aaron. We should probably take away points when you guess wrong. <laughs> Antarctica. <laughs> Dude, I love that song. Antarctica. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> ready for the next one mark yeah i'm
1: trying to i'm trying to like figure out the uh, i'm using an editor that won't let me redo
2: <laughs> scores yeah queen. okay
1: so that one was aaron 0.5 and yep. g GZFX 0.5. okay got it all right here we go yep.
0: all right this one is good here we go so good
1: I think that's enough. That's all I played. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is, that's a tough clip. Lying on a prayer. <laughs> Kelsey working alone tonight. Bon Jovi. <laughs> Casey gets both points. He, missed, he missed the V, but I, I think that's okay. All right, fine. He was typing fast. Yeah. And then he, and then he typed living right after that. So, <laughs> Wow. That's that's amazing, Aaron. You were almost there, buddy.
2: Fuck.
0: I mean, if you're gonna get kicked off a show, you should play the beginning of that damn song because it's freaking awesome,
2: right? Mm,
1: heck yes. Seriously, I, why am I seeing messages retracted from people?
0: I don't know. That's weird. Cause maybe the swearing. Cause I got a swearing. There's a swearing filter in there. Oh, huh. That's funny. Casey probably just said "fuck" or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm bleeping the chat. <laughs> How many? Do
1: we still have two more?
0: We got three more, dude. We got three more. Yes. Mm. And the second to the last is one of my favorite songs. I'm not joking. It's one of my all Oh, good. All right. So here we go. Um, probably just the beginning of this one. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Are you right? I mean, seriously.
1: So high school. Come on. Here Wait, when did you graduate from high school?
0: <laughs> 91.
1: Oh, my God. Casey gets 0. .5 and Andy gets 0. .5.
0: Nice. Way to go, guys. Mr. Relford and Mr. Baldwin. Good job. I'm eating an olive. These are really good. Sounds good. going to need a little more vodka, though. Andy pulling
1: into the lead with one point, into the second place lead with 1.5. Of course, Casey dominating everybody.
0: What's he at right now? Uh, He's at five points. Five points? Yep. Who's going to be able to catch him? It's not even possible.
1: It's not possible. He's the winner. He already won. Let's just stop now. No, let's guess we're not. gonna
0: stop. Uh, no more Charter yeah, House. That's good. We're going keep. You that. guys don't want to hear the last two, do you? You don't. You don't. You don't care, really. Everybody loves it. I, I don't. <laughs> Game's over. <laughs> Andy Ballman's taking his ball and going home. <laughs>
1: the second place prize is much better than the first place prize. Yeah, the
0: second. The second place prize is a is a. Somebody grabs your knee and rubs. It. <laughs> I was going to say something else, not. Gross. Not Sick. appropriate, not appropriate. Ow. All right. <laughs> okay, uh we had another listener, Nimicide. I okay, I agree. Uh let's make the last two worth two points. What do you think? Okay, done. All right, here we go. The last two are worth two points. Here we go. Uh That's it. That's all you get.
1: I, I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all the Shazam apps came out. <laughs> Boom! It's Tubin. Uh, it's Soundhound time. Sarnen. Sarnen's back in the game. Oh, Randall's in. Oh yeah.
1: I'm here.
3: Hey, Sarnen, is that you? I am here. I've been waiting patiently for you guys. Oh. Yes, dude. Welcome to the show. So I've got, I've got one question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> when Karate Kid first came out, which one of you two asked, you, begged your parents to let you uh, <laughs> get, uh, join the karate uh, dojo? Oh, neither one. I, of them, I know. I I put my money on one of you. <laughs> I never did that. I did
1: not. You know? Although. I When I went to see Karate Kid Part <laughs> 2, there was nobody... Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. Just a second, you guys. This is really interesting. Randy has got the band. He what? got both. He got both. He oh, my points. God. That is amazing. Randy just was... got two points out of the blue.
1: He's in second
0: place. <laughs> Check this out. This is like the best Wang Chung song Nice work. Wang Chung. I highly recommend their single album.
1: Meet me in
2: a restaurant.
0: I love that song. Okay. Meet me on top of the world. Okay. And this is the last one. Paul, hang on to your thought. Here we go. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) He's laughing because he's played so little of it. (laughs) It's like less than a second. It should be fine. Casey says four points to Randall. That was pretty, hu- that was pretty awesome that he got that. Oh, Aaron guessed waiting for a girl like you. Nope. Nope. Foreigner. Nope. Nope. I can just see the, their, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the cogs turning in the brain
1: right now. It's Casey's asking for another sample.
0: Really? He usually says, don't play uh, anymore. <laughs>
1: even Randall also. Here we go. Huh?
0: Here comes the other second. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I can not. I mean, that's seven seconds of the song right there. Yeah, even if you don't like the
1: song, you end up hearing that much before you hit the next. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: talking about? Yeah, no idea. Okay, I want to move to the middle. See if somebody gets it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. They're... We all know this, Baldwin says. Yes, you do, Andy. You can do it.
1: <laughs> it's a frequently skipped- I'll, tell
0: you, I'll tell you what. I'm going to play that first, the first section, of the, the first seven seconds all together, and you guys will get it. Here we go. Okay. There's no way they can't get this now. <laughs> 7, Ronald Reagan is like about to get out of the office. <laughs> Come on, let's talk about this. This is a great song. Oh, oh my oh God, crazy. hold on. Oh, it's crazy. no, seriously. We talk about this band like once a week. Casey <laughs> recognizes it.
1: Yep, yep. To, like play in the who, who the F is
0: it? I love that they're struggling. What year? 87. 1987. 87, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Somebody asked what year. That's why we're
0: saying Oh my God. This is a great song, too. It is a good song. All right, I'll play. It. I'll play another one.
2: All I was to hold you. I'll be right
0: that should do it. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, come on. <laughs> you played like a pretty key part of it. I did. I did play a pretty good key part of it. Tina Turner, Journey, Aaron Stand- Sanders, Boom. Point five. Aaron Sanders is ahead of everybody. And who's gonna get the title of the song? Oh, that's a two point Journey, song. Journey, Journey, Journey. Yeah.
1: Lots of journeys, but what's the name of the song?
0: Yeah, here we go. <laughs> this is the best segment we've ever invented for it. this show. I love it. I'll be alive without no! you. No. Not right. Not correct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I wish we could give him like, point, you
0: know. Two, <laughs> point <two five> for 0.25. <laughs> no, that's not correct. Andy, Andy Baldwin, Baldwin said
1: "I'll be alive without you." Yeah, it was
0: close, very close. Casey
1: got it. Point. Yep. Uh, he got point one point. Five.
0: All right, but that's it. So, that's
2: it. Here we go.
1: There you go. So that. <laughs> So our back to the Cade segment ends. Casey in first place with six points. Right. Andy Baldwin way behind him with 1.5 points. Aaron Sanders with one point uh, One point and Randall with two. Yeah. Uh Oh, actually, Aaron Sanders ended up with 1.5 points. Yeah, because
0: we had to split one point between them.
1: Right at the, the end. zero FX in the back with 0. 0.5, but on the board.
0: <laughs> I love that Casey says by 87, I was knee deep in REM and pylon and indie rock. And I totally agree. I was, I was doing you know, U2 and REM, and yeah, I was out of that scene, but that was cool. That's cool. Oh my hey, god, let's interview Paul. Paul, are you there? <laughs> I'm here. here. Hey, Paul, yeah. how's it going? Paul and Uh, Hi. Paul, Paul, uh, is it Saarinen or no, a Saarinen's fine. Sarinen,
3: And he's called me Tall Paul.
0: Tall, Paul. Tall and, Paul. And and Paul, you're you're sort of new to the Minneapolis collecting scene, are,
3: are you not? I am I'm, I'm a noob. Um <laughs> I wish I wish you guys would have warned me ahead of time. I thought uh, collecting was going to be uh you know, turning on a joust and, and, and kicking back a beer. Uh <laughs> in the last year and a half, I've stopped drinking and I have too many projects to actually enjoy it. So it's basically bruises everywhere and my back's gone bad, and oh, I'm literally yeah. falling apart. You know. <laughs> so, so thank you. I, I want to thank Shields for you're, for that.
0: You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. It's uh. That's that's our aim is to bring people into the hobby.
3: It's punishment,
0: <laughs> and then have them fail.
1: <laughs> oh, he's doing well. I think. Uh,
3: I I think, you know, I, I you know my, my wife made me put a, a list of the games I bought uh, together just so we have a better understanding of, of what, what money is coming in and out in the hobby. And at last count, uh, I think I'm um, about 17 games purchased. So I'm, wow. I'm doing well. Yeah. Well, let's run down the list. What do you got going? Oh, gosh. I don't even have it in front of me. Um, oh, just highlights. Top of, top of uh, last head. couple yeah. of games. So uh, I've really been trying to focus on uh, a couple of uh, color vectors I got myself a Gravatar, a space jewel. <laughs> yeah, uh space duel. Yeah. you and your gravitar. Um, I'm I'm lining up hopefully a Star Wars here shortly. Mm. Where are you so, where are
0: you sourcing yeah. your game? you uh, know where are you getting all that? That's
3: this you know, um that's the first thing you learn in arcade club is not to not to talk about where your <laughs> sources come from.
0: Speaking of that, we have a little group on on the Facebooks and we were just talking a little bit about how some of us are able to find games for three, 400 bucks a piece. And some of us are not, you know?
3: Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's, uh, it's been a learning process. And I think that uh, uh, it's been helpful uh, being able to, uh, as you guys were talking uh, tonight, I was hitting refresh on Craigslist. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're vigilant, you will find deals for sure yeah, what's what's your guys' best score in the last two months? Hmm.
0: I don't know if I can say two months. I might have one that I can name overall. I mean uh, seriously, well, like um, go ahead, like my mm,
1: okay. I can tell you right now my Gravatar and space invaders that I had to drive to Dallas for for two hundred dollars each game. that was great. Plus, I got to meet some guy who was like in the Marines and had hilarious stories and thought that his legit gravatar was in the movie with James Bond in fact it was not but it was a great story and he helped me load he helped me load everything and so so in in a way you know having that kind of cool experience with the previous owner is kind of a neat thing as well
3: i think that's i think i agree and i think that's one of the more interesting things in collecting is is just hearing the stories behind each each game, and I, I try to either mentally or, or, or you know, with a list, just kind of jot down, what's the background of this game? Who had it before? I think that's one of the things missing in, in the collecting groups is just really a tag to identify. You know, a lot of these games, even locally, are being passed around and traded around between all of us, um, and so. You know, I have a, a couple of games that were at, from another local Minnesota collector who was another Minnesota collector. Just knowing the history and origin of, of the games is, I think, kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, and I think the only other game I got that, that was before this uh, Street Fighter 2, which is not really much of a thing because it was very well known, the Asteroids I got, I found a friend, well, a friend-ish of friend of mine that's a mile away had one in his garage. And it was a fuse and I got it for a hundred bucks. So, you know, and you know, not realizing that people have arcade games, you know, when you have that stuff mutually in kind, it's totally bizarre. Hey, so Adam, have you figured out what your...
0: uh, Well, I've had had a couple of um, decent scores, um, but not recent, you know, like, um, uh, my Pac-Man machine was a pretty good score. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thank, you're
0: welcome
2: I guess question mark
0: and then I did a lot of work on it it was a little
1: there was a little pity
0: involved in that Pac-Man <laughs> that's a lot of, see the thing is is that you know a lot of the games you get you get for a great deal but then you end up sinking hundreds of dollars into them so well
1: you did some amazing stuff to some of that
0: stuff yeah I mean like I got a, a missile command for free <laughs> $650 later it's a missile command you know <laughs> so oh you know i it's uh what you want to put into it uh my my um my uh cocktail uh, tapper uh, i got you know no top on it no nothing in that working board set and you know how do you replace the top it's missing all the hardware to hold it down everything you know and it was a, a weird cocktail cuz it came out in a weird era where they weren't the same as all those mr i'm sorry Pac-Man and Mrs. Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, you know, they weren't the same tables. So you had to, there's a lot of work I had to do to get that to, to get back to a tapper. And, you know, and then I had a, I think one of the best deals though I ever got, um, was my, uh, Monaco GP. It's a mini. And, um, the guy had it up for sale on Craigslist. And I said, and he said he had a buyer and I said, well, I have $300 in cash. I will drive out there and pick it up tonight, you know, and I did and it's worked great. And I just had to cap the monitor and it's, it's the most popular game in my arcade. I paid 300 bucks for it and it's, you know, it's great,
3: you know, so. And Those I, are some pretty great scores. It's a lot better than I'm doing, but you know, it's, I think when you enter the, uh, when you're entering the hobby, it's kind of such a late date and I've heard this probably a dozen times now is that oh, you started it. You started collecting too late. And that's partially true, but I've also seen a lot of deals yeah. in the last year. So I really do believe there's still tons of games that are left to be found out there that haven't been picked up. They're just going to be harder to find. Yeah, And I almost spend more time looking for them than I actually do fixing them at this point in time. Well, I, so and, it's kind of flipped, flipped the, the script there a little bit.
0: And, and to be perfectly honest with you, there's tons of games that I paid way too much money for. You know, I bought my uh, Tron, you know, partially restored at six hundred and fifty bucks from a guy. You know, um, and then I sunk way more into it. I sold it to a guy that I know in Texas. Ha ha! Thank and, you. <laughs> and, uh, and, but
1: a, and I think at a loss. <laughs> I I did. I, I don't I, know why you did
0: that, but thank you. I did not make money on that machine. And then I, you know, there were there are other machines like that. Though I I bought a Moon Patrol. I paid too much for that uh, restore the control panel. And part of it is I want the game to work like it did when I bought it, you know, so you do what you, you can, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm historically Paul, I'm historically the guy that
3: pays too much for his games. So, well, I will keep that in mind. Is there anything I can sell you?
2: (laughs)
0: Actually, I'm sure there is. Let's talk.
3: (laughs) I
1: mean, yeah, I've been able to get one off, squeeze one off to him. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) no, seriously there, you know, I don't, I You know, there's a lot of speculation, and especially when you're in um, collecting crowds, people are very subjective about what they will and won't pay for a game. And I think that, you know, um, this often comes up, but, you know, a game is worth what anyone's willing to pay for it, you know? So uh, if you find something and you think, you know, that's a fair price for me, I'm going to, you know, uh, just take into consideration how much work you're going to have to do on the machine, you know? Those are things that I didn't consider when I started getting into collecting, you know. And I bought my first Star Trek machine, and I put so much money into that, sold it at a loss. It's now someone else's problem on the East Coast, you know. So, um, you know, it is what you pay for it, and what you want to pay yeah.
3: for it. And you know, I've I've I have I have to say that you know the last year and a half I've met a ton of amazing people in the in the the hobby locally and, and actually nationally too. Uh, about a month and a half ago, uh, it ma- had a trip over to the other side of the pond and, um, connected up with, or tried to connect with, with a guy by the name of Tony temple, uh, arcade dot uh, com. And he, he was making a trip up to Manchester to a place called arcade club, which is the largest arcade in, in the UK. And, uh, I hemmed and hawed about it cause it was about a, se- you know, seven hour round trip by train from, from London to Manchester. And, uh, so I ended up not going and the next day he's like, Oh, Eugene Jarvis showed up. And I was like, you're kidding me. Mm -hmm. So I I missed, I completely missed out on that opportunity. So I'll be kicking myself for another couple of years about that.
0: You know, know what's funny is, um, I'm a little ticked off at Eugene and I'm, I want him on the show. So
1: yeah, every time I film for John's arcade and we go to raw thrills,
0: he's never there. Yeah. You know, you know what else? What? I went to Dave and Buster's this week, and like a third of the games are raw thrills. I remember, Mark, I was shooting you. <laughs>
1: I know. I was like, are you going to send me videos of Roth? Uh, Oh, yep, yep, you are. And every shot, Rothrill's Rothrill's logo over and over and over. Yeah, and it's like the Batman game. It's
0: like Cruisin' World. It's the the giant uh, life-size Pac-Man and Galaga game. It's the Galaga game. It's the Pac-Man. It's all the Redemption Pac-Man and Galaga games. It's over and over again. You see Rothrill's all over everything, and it's just like,
3: wow. It's amazing. It is we um we spent last weekend in the dells with our kids for spring break and uh we spent uh, the time at a um, hotel called the, uh, the wilderness and they had several arcades you know in the hotel and near the hotel and it's it's this all it was is is redemption games and but that's what makes the operators money and so you know it's 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 sad but there really wasn't much for me to play but it was interesting to watch my kids play that and then, see that conversely how they play the games that i have at home so my my older daughter she's 10 she just absolutely loves joust and you know i had to have a joust in, in the house and so I, I ended up getting a multi williams uh and this has been a fa- fantastic investment because she loves it oh wow
0: I, d- I don't understand what's happening in the chat right now <laughs> it's like a ram controls i've been ignoring it Let's <laughs> it's see. just like so stupid who does anybody even actually know who Ram Controls is? I I explained earlier. I don't want to give them any I, more press. I, I, I
1: just can't <laughs> believe that Ram Controls was brought up. Hey, Master Fygar is actually
0: from Klov. Yeah. Oh, hey, welcome to the show, Master Figar. It's good to see you. Yeah. Well, you know. It ebbs and flows, right? It ebbs and flows. Right. So A bunch of people got mad and hung up after the what's in the jury. <laughs> Segment.
1: i know there's only six listeners there were like 15 or 12 people there. <laughs> know. But, you know, there's a, a small number but it, you know formidable
0: yeah not bad for us i think the most we've had on is when we had uh what's her name Catherine despair on she was she was quite the top. yeah she
1: had 20 something people listening was... so let me ask paul exactly tell me the exact moment where you thought hey i want to have arcade games in my house
3: oh so you know it's it's interesting i um uh, I would say, but maybe like eight years ago, I uh, picked up a empty cabinet from this guy up in Lionel Lakes, who ended up being a guy by the name of Chris Rhodes. And <laughs> <Okay>. uh, yeah, <laughs> and you know, and I made a I made a hyperspin cabinet myself. Um, it took me a while to get it done, but I got it done. And uh, I was just like, this is this is great, but it just is is it doesn't feel right. And uh, next thing I know, I made a trip out to uh, Gary's place uh, up in northern Minnesota and, and grabbed a few different projects. And I kind of was hooked. Scary, Gary. And, uh, just has gone on since then. And, uh, um, you know, I think stopping at your place and, and seeing, you know, all these games... Number one, I was terrified because I had no clue how you got them up and down uh, in the elevator, <laughs> or if that was even easy. Uh, so moving them made me terrified. But I was like, "This is this is great!" And you were showing me, you know, how you you were capping monitors and things of that nature, and and I said, well, "You know, this is something I can probably do." I um and and so uh, so here we are, and uh, uh, I've been looking for certain games. Uh, on the list and it's it's taking time, but if you're just vigilant, you'll you'll find what you're looking for.
0: All right, so we we asked this question earlier, but give us uh, you know, just off the top of your head, what do you got in your what what's in the pipe? What do you got? What do you got for your collection right now? What's what's, what's
3: 17? Where are beyond the seventeen?
0: No, tell us what? about the seventeen and what you're after yeah, after
3: that. Oh sure. Exactly what's in? Oh that. sure sure. So I mean, this what I've got in my basement right now. Um, I've got uh a uh, multi williams that i picked up that's running a j-rock uh, in a moon patrol cabinet i've got um the space duel i've got a gravatar uh i've got a virtual pinball uh that i'm putting together as well so that's been kind of a uh, that's the other question i was going to ask you guys is uh arcade collecting a gateway drug to pinball can- collecting and i i'm really not certain yes. about that or if my wife would let me uh get into that uh hobby because it seems to be A little bit out of my range right now. Uh, So that project is is almost done. I've got got a Mr. Do, which I'm finishing up and putting up for sale here pretty quickly in a dedicated universal cabinet, which you don't see very often. That's been a fun project. I've got uh, a Gorf cabaret. I've got uh, an Omega Race cabaret that's getting pieced together as well. I've got a Tetris cabaret. I've got a... uh, Tato trim line which is wait a space wait, wait, wait. Invaders.
0: Can, can we back up one what'd you yeah. say omega race cabaret
3: um, omega race cabaret is it working uh no oh. so we're working on it okay <laughs> all
0: right uh just a fyi on that one you might want to talk to um um
3: al alan yep yep so just, yep. just okay you already got yep. that going okay good the, the boards are going to be a tough one for that as well um and uh, let's see actually no out. they're not they're not tough no they're usually toast right
0: yeah so talk to Brian Armitage he's reproducing yes. the
3: boards Br- Brian's still working on his though so <laughs> I don't yep. know yep. <laughs> that's true and Brian
1: no. was like talking about how he hated working on it
0: yeah but he has the the boards that have been circulated he's printed out those boards so they are correct. they're uh-huh. legit so if, as long as you put the components on correctly you should be good to go
3: correct. Hmm. correct correct yeah um I got my first uh, kind of stash of parts uh, probably about three months ago, and that was that was uh, really exciting. I think that opened my eyes to I think what's called the the, the pornography in this industry is uh, warehouse raids, right? So yeah, um, yeah. so we need more rare warehouse raids around here, right? Yeah.
1: I never went to one when I was there.
3: <laughs> so so tell me, Mark, what's the difference in collecting uh, up north versus where you are now?
0: Well, okay. So I I'm, i I got I have to go do something so Oh, good. So I'll just take over. Yeah, here. so yeah, carry on if I'm not here. You got it. I'll be right back.
1: Just don't fall in the toilet. No, I won't. Right. So when I was in Minnesota, I found that I found there were there were more individuals that had games in their uh, you know, typically their basement. I, I have this theory that there's more people in the Midwest with games because the weather is so bad. And you know, you know, you're always wanting to do things indoors versus in the South where the weather's good and you're going to have more outdoor activities. And so I usually see things spread further out out here and I have to travel further distances to get something. The furthest I ever had to travel when I was in Minnesota was to Princeton, which for me was like, Oh, it's so far, but you know, in compared to Texas, you know, I could travel to 50 Princeton's and still not leave the state. So, um, you know, you have the benefit of a sort of a higher concentration. But I don't know about the differential as far as people like wanting to give everything up. I mean, a lot of the people that gave up games, they were either getting divorced or they were really old and they didn't want it anymore or they or they were um, disenchanted. And I'm not seeing a lot of that in Texas. I'm just seeing a lot of people that just seem to, you know, I, I have ne- I have never met as many old distributor slash, you know, uh, operators uh, here, out, you know, that I've more than I've met out here. There's lots of guys that I've met here, and I almost met no operators out in Minnesota. So it seems like they even gave up all the machines earlier over there. I, I really don't know. I mean, it's, it's a strange mix of... Things you know, I mean, I've only really been into it for four years.
3: Yeah, you know, and I, I think that's it's um, the benefit of coming in later is that you come in with a kind of a different set of eyes. And and really, one of the questions that keeps coming up for me is uh, how many machines are left. And and you know, I did some, I t- I tried to early on do some calculations and some some. Oh, I enjoyed that back in the back of the napkin math just to see like okay what games are or should be available that we're just not seeing anymore and i know that it gets a little bit nerdy um but i i do uh my hypothesis is that there there are uh many more games but in much much smaller concentrations or much more spread out so onesies and twosies sitting in people's basements and you're absolutely right they're going to slowly come out over the next five to 10 years, especially now that um, now the prices are kind of, uh, I don't know, peaking. So do you think that do you think that we've hit the top end of the market yet?
1: I don't. um, Because I think most of the people that are using like what we use, we use Craigslist and, you know, offer up all these little sort of onesie twosie apps. But there I think there's other ways to get in touch with the people who have the games and we haven't quite hit on them all because I know there's a ton of games that just people have randomly stored in their basements or in their, you know, garage. And the problem is that connectivity is not there. And so are,
3: are you, um, are you posting, uh, posting signs on uh, 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 light poles then with, you know, state? You know, oh, you I mean? should,
1: but yeah. you know, like I've been looking at things like next door. Yes. Which is a great. You know, way to communicate with your neighbors But I mean, at least hit up your next door, you know, as many people as you can in your next door area to see if you can find somebody with a with an arcade game, uh, because that'll help at least, you know, widen the circle and lower the, you know, the number of misses, because, you know, that that basically hits everybody. Um, But but I'm still having I'm still having the same like when i started in, like 4 years ago i still will occasionally get the same kind of crazy you know deals again and it, i mean maybe even in the same frequency it's it still hasn't sort of petered out
3: it, and i th- i think you're probably always going to you know see that at least you know for a while i think we still have several years of that uh, ahead of us um, i mean they made they made a ridiculous amount of Space Invaders, uh, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, and I mean they'll com- be coming out of basements uh, for 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 a long time. So I, you know, I think there's obviously other things that you just won't see much of, and they've already been scooped up at some point in time. Like for example, one of the um, cabarets that was on my list was Dig Dug. Uh, they made about 505 of them. And I swear they keep coming out of the, they keep coming out of the woodwork. There was was one at first Avenue. There's, there's been several that I've found. Yeah. Uh, I've identified at least three that haven't been picked up yet. It's interesting.
0: I saw one at first Avenue. They had it there for a long time and it's not there anymore. So I have a quick question for you, Paul. Sure. Uh, it kind of sprung onto the scene here in Minneapolis and you have a great collection, 17, it's not bad. That's nothing to sh- shake a stick at. You know, what does it even mean? But anyway, my, my question is, um, why did you decide to start collecting arcade games?
3: Because it's a little bit cheaper than uh, fixing and collecting cars. Okay. That, oh. th- fair enough. I mean, like. That's a great idea. I, <laughs> Mark does. No, you, you think about Mark it. does both. I, I think it's there's a lot of similarities between collecting arcade games and, and, and restoring them and collecting cars. Yep. And uh, I think it's probably, you know, uh, there's the the nostalgia factor is obviously there. I think any one of us that has, put, has picked up more than, you know, a couple handful of games, uh, they want to surround themselves with that and create an environment where it's something you remember. Uh, and I'm talking about, for me, it was the early 80s arcade. And and I, I didn't hear Mark. I heard you um, got to go see Ready Player One. But uh what he does really well in that book is paints that that moment, that time, what an arcade was like. We're not talking about the 90s arcade where everything was like br- lightly um, light or the light was higher and it was a very different feeling. We're talking about the gritty, the dark, uh, the smoky. Uh, you'll never be able to recreate that because of of obvious things um, you know, in our culture, but that uh, recreating that maybe minus the smoke in our own basements is <laughs> something that, you know, we're all kind of to a certain degree chasing.
0: That's interesting. Catherine Despur uh very much paralleled your your description of arcades in, in the eighties there just just a moment ago. So aside from like, okay, this is, you know, igniting uh nostalgia and I uh, you know, we're all collecting these for obvious reasons, right? But um what is your favorite what is your favorite game in your current collection what is what is the thing you're seeking
3: oh that's a great question uh so uh I enjoy is one of the games you guys brought up was Tron so i I think Tron is a, just a beautiful game um, <laughs> I and I, I think that uh it's it in my mind a little bit overpriced game uh because I just don't think of the gameplay as being that great. Uh, I like games that have for me, great replay value. And one of those games uh, is uh, asteroids. It's not actually in my collection, but uh space Duel is very close to that. Um, and the reason why I don't have an asteroid is I'm holding out for a cabaret, but uh, uh, I, I love that replay factor. So space Duel and gravitar are really closely tied in terms of the gravity and that piece. And I, I think, Adding on to that, finishing up an Omega race or something like um, uh, a tail gunner—I uh, really just, I'm really attracted to the vectors. Um, so I would love a tail gunner a tail gunner two. Uh, I think that's really high on my list. Um, even the older, you know, space war uh, type of game would be would be high on the list. But you know, again, those Cinematronic games are are, are really hard to come by. Yeah.
0: So you you, mm. you dig the
3: vectors? I dig the vectors, and you know it's. I have nothing against you know. Uh, I, I think Universal makes some of the most beautiful cabinets. I have a Mr. Dew sitting sitting in my basement. That's is almost finished. I just it just I did not play that game when I was when I was a kid. So I don't have a lot of emotional attachment sure. to it. It's just more of a, a thing to me. So, um, but there are games where I have vivid memories of. Uh, of hearing uh body blow, you know, and punch punch out, <laughs> yeah. punch out in the arcade when I was really young. Body blow, body uh, blow. I, I could not put that game in my body basement blow, if you body paid blow. Me. It'd be, it'd be like nonstop stop track mode. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm sure many of our chatters have a favorite game.
0: So if you have a favorite game in your collection, uh, why don't you shout us uh, shout out right now and let us know what that is. So um so cool, you you, you, you you listed some really cool things there. I'm, uh, Tron was my first arcade game, really. Uh, so I uh, built a cocktail, talked about it on the show a few times, so I won't get into it. But uh, I have one sitting in my garage. That's going to be my next project this spring. Um, full-size Tron. They're not that fun to restore. There's a lot going on in that cabinet.
3: So Yeah,
1: I'm going to do that, too. <laughs> so
3: what, 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 one of the other things I think that's intriguing about this, and, and you guys have Experiences this as, as you have a lot of games I absolutely love just the hunt and the chase of finding the games and pulling stuff out that hasn't seen the light of day <laughs> in maybe 20 to 30 years uh, it just there's nothing better than even if it's not for me is getting that thing back into circulation right uh, and being used because uh, I've come into situations where I've seen I, I, I pulled a, a pac-man out of a basement it uh, hadn't seen the light of day in 25 years and i swear it was you know and people's people claim up and down the home use only this was one of the cleanest pac-mans i may have ever seen thus far uh, i haven't been around the block that long but it's um seen and pulling that stuff out is it um and i i dig i love i love the show american pickers i just i love the like learning about stuff and it's it's been kind of a it's been a a an education in the last year and a half just about you know when i first started i i could i couldn't tell one cabinet from another now it's like i can i can identify these things i can look at a pcb and have a pretty good of idea of which game it is or or at least which which uh, which uh manufacturer made it or publisher uh so it's been just a fantastic amount of learning and i think that's that's been part of the fun yeah
0: well, and I always like the fact that it's not just about the game. You know, it's like, yeah, I want to, first it starts out with, wouldn't it be cool to have an arcade game in your house? And then now you're, now you're a uh, professional woodworker, you're troubleshooting, you know, EPROM problems and RAM problems on boards. And, um, you know, and you're painting and you're applying new artwork. And it's, it's a, it it really, is a cool hobby. You know, it's like all of a sudden you get to test all your skills, you know, and and also be frustrated by the lack of skills until you, you know, are able to hone them a little better. But yeah, I mean, all the things, all the things that you're talking about are things that at least, um, you know, and Mark, you, you might agree with me, but I, I, you know, these are all things that we challenge, you know, challenge ourselves with every day as collectors, you know, so uh going about this pac-man uh what did you do with it did you keep it
3: yeah so there were there were four games in this basement and uh, uh i had worked uh, a lead uh went over to this place not too far from my house and uh, brought a friend with uh, who's not a collector um my uh, and, and i said listen you know pac-man i i like it but it's not on my list of ones that I actually put in my basement. And there's a lot of reasons why. I just I don't find it that interesting. Um, I know most collectors it's, it's usually that or Miss Pac-Man. It was one of the games in their collection. I just I don't I don't find it that interesting at all. I have a ladybug, I actually enjoy more. Um but uh I let him have it. Uh we got it for two hundred dollars, uh, and oh. it was a fantastic deal. Uh, left ah, the other games God down left left the left the other games down in the basement <laughs> and uh, then i uh, you know basically gave that lead to another collector and said uh, listen you know here's here's what's down in the basement here's approximately how much i think he would take for those games and he went down there and, and picked up the, the 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 remainder of those games and uh, what did pretty well what were the other games? on that as well so there was an asteroids there was a, a galaxian uh, there was a uh, card. Um, I think there was a an older uh, EM pinball machine, and then there was a co- uh, one of those uh, uh, night moves or or the smaller pinball machines that were kind of the the home um, home use pinball, the little tiny ones. And uh, I just, like I said at the time, I I was just kind of getting into the hobby. I wasn't really, you know. Saying, "Well, I need to grab. I, I typically don't grab stuff just to grab it. Uh, if I don't want it, um, I'm not going to take it. Or I, if I don't plan to use it myself, I, I'm most likely not going to take it." That seems
0: horrible. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I just, you you only have so much time, right? <laughs> I think we all have. I think we all have, um, you know, projects lined up. Um, oh yeah, totally. several deep. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, th- I I don't know what the threshold is of. I want it as a project, and I'll put it in the queue. Versus, I'll pass. I just can't handle it. I luckily I have Aaron Sanders, who owns 300 plus games, and <laughs> so I just send stuff to him, and then he takes care of it for me. So,
3: well, you guys, what, what's, what's, what's on your guys' list? What's the next next game in the pipeline that you're looking for? Mm. <laughs> oh man.
0: Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it's always like a
3: it's a thinker
0: <laughs> well here i will give you one that I'm thinking about getting lately and that's a doctor who pinball ooh but you know it's the problem it's pinball is pinballs so big uh, don't have any place to put a pinball right now but I would really like to get one of those you know um i t- here's an interesting thing after you've been collecting a while you get to go and hang out of people's collections and find out games that you don't want anymore. That you thought you might want, sort of the opposite. What, what,
3: which one is that? Which one is that for you? Uh,
0: so, I you know, interestingly enough, um, I one of my you know, I mentioned it earlier. I got a Star Wars uh, an upright, right? I love that game, love it. And as a kid, uh, the only way to play that game was to get inside it. So, the cockpit has been something that I've looked at, you know, numerous times. Well, I went to Grinkers this year, and I also played it at Paradise Arcade, and yeah, you know. You know I don't want a cockpit anymore. For one thing, I'm too big. You know, it's not the same experience experiences when I was 10, you know,
3: uh, it's like hopping in a, into a Mazda Miata.
0: It's terrible. I mean, let's be honest. I'm, I'm a, a, a relatively big guy, you know, and, um, I, I enjoy my games, but, um, I love my upright Star Wars and it, and I repaired the monitor and, I've done, I rebuilt the controller and I put, you know, done minor restoration to it. And I love that game. And I, I don't care if I'm sitting down. I still have the same feeling. Thanks, dog. It's when, when I'm, you know, when I'm playing that game. So I love it. Uh, most cockpit games are that way ex- with the exception of a mega race. Like if I could get my hands on a mega race cockpit, I would buy it in a heartbeat.
3: Yeah, that's gonna be a you know obviously. A, a, what about what about a spy hunter?
0: No, I don't care for it.
3: No, don't care for it.
0: I actually don't care for the game at all. Oh really? When I was a kid, was, I, I used to love it. I'm you know? sorry,
3: that's um. I actually do have a spy hunter down in my basement that is not working. Um, yeah. So I have to send the boards out. But yeah. Yeah,
0: MCR. Love you know. Yeah. Lo- love MCR <laughs> games. I love them. You know, they're they're all you know they're difficult to fix. Um, But you know, and I love dun 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 dun. You know I, the Peter Gunn theme, and I love the whole history of the game and how they came up with the shape of the car and all that stuff. Just fantastic! What a, what a great great game. And when I was a kid, loved it. Um, I don't I don't love it as much as a, as an adult. I find it difficult. I find the controls finicky. I I I just don't like it. You know, I'd rather play Monaco GP. There's no guns, and, and it's uh, more challenging to me.
3: But you know, Mark, what uh, what game have you played in somebody else's collection that you thought you'd want, and then realized you didn't want it?
1: Uh oh, man, that's a tough one. Because I usually just don't play those games. <laughs>
3: you are, you already, you can already sense it. It's like, um, it's, it's like a, a Jedi thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't play that game.
1: Yeah. young daniel son i mean in in a way i i feel like i'm sort of drawn towards games that i may not want like a star trek i would love a Sega star trek i want it because i saw it in uh a tv show in the in the 80s starcade but i've never i never really played it and listening to Adam tell me how bad it is and how difficult it is to keep up, it's more, it's like I have this conflict internally. Like, do I want this Star Trek because I thought it was cool, or is it just terrible? And it's like a bad thing. It's like it's like going out with a girl that your friends say don't don't go out with her. It's terrible.
0: Well, I gotta say, Star Trek is still one of my favorite games. Um, huh. the, the The cockpit is a must for me, though,
3: on that one because. I- I know where two cockpits are in Minnesota. I just don't know if they're for sale right now. Yeah, I, I know where one is and it's in my storage. So,
0: <laughs> but, but you, you know, the, the thing is you get into that game and you sit down and you put the quarter in and you hit play and it's like, and welcome aboard captain. And it's like welcome this, aboard, um, it's, it's this, more you know, like you are the captain of the enterprise, you know? So that that's cool. And the graphics are cool. The thing that is, is not cool about that game is if you're playing the game you cannot concentrate on the cool graphics you have to concentrate on the little tiny like radar map
1: yes the radar map you're always looking at that stupid
0: little thing <laughs> you can't look at anything else if you want to score in that game like it's fun for everybody else watching you play the game which is great I wish the radar <laughs> was giant and then the
1: front the front view was small
0: I know it's like it's weird anyway it's a it's a very very awesome game i think it was very well designed except for the hardware it ran on (laughs) so you're you know the flaming go8 so
3: i think another one of the really interesting uh evolutions in, in getting into this hobby and understanding really kind of the history is that you come in with a preconception i think most people do that the arcade game started with pong right around pong Sure. And then jumped to asteroids, and yeah, that's not actually what happened. And there's all these wonderful games, uh, which we call the you know the bronze bronze era or bronze age games that really you know don't get a lot of love. Um, like Night Rider uh, and 280 yeah. Zap, and you know all those racing yeah. games that came out. And you
0: know you had um, uh, what was it, uh, Red Baron, and you know. Just tons of really awesome games came out,
3: and I th- I think you know Stun obviously cycle. Atari and a lot of these companies hit their stride in the early '80s. But I think some of the most beautiful cabinets and um, artwork and uh, design was done in the you know early to mid '70s. Um, case in point, uh, I pulled out in, in my collection one of my favorite things, and I'm still working on it. It's still a project. Is an uh, Atari Touch Me from 1974 <laughs> and i found out that uh, there's another minnesota guy who has one as well Chris it's complete Chris uh, i believe the board works Chris Rhodes. but i did some history around <laughs> this game and and the story goes that when steve jobs start, first started working at atari this was one of the the first projects they put him on was atari touch me Uh, I actually did some research on um, some of the the design and the artwork behind it, is there wasn't a whole lot of information that I could find. And I contacted the Strong Museum of Play in Rochester, New York, who has a large quantity of the Atari archives. And uh, they uh, were kind enough um, with a a bit of a few donations to scan the original uh, sketches, uh, product sketches. So uh, the, the name of the game originally, the prototype name was called the Echo, uh, and it essentially was uh, a uh, Simon and, uh, and, and Bear uh, that had made the Odyssey uh, decided to, to rip it off and make simon so um he that was his kind of middle finger to atari for taking or to ripping off the odyssey and making the 2600 is he made the simon so hmm. i don't know who got the better end of that deal but <laughs> simon um, simon you know, was
0: pretty popular
3: it was but i'm sure the 2600 did pretty well as well yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. but uh, it's a uh, you know it's a bronze bronze age game bronze era game uh, nobody really knows much about it. Uh, there's um, the early days of Atari. I think are pretty interesting, and and uh, I think there's a really interesting uh, uh, opportunity to collect those things as well. It's just it's just they're not as, in, I guess, probably enjoyable to play as as some of the more uh, um, popular '80s uh, ar- arcade games.
2: Hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, Jobs was like. I don't know. Employee number 40 at Atari. Uh, was he? Yeah. Steve Jobs? Absolutely. Yeah, he he and Woz both worked for Atari. Woz maybe more unofficially, but uh tar you know, Steve Jobs was actually hired as I believe as Atari employee number 40.
3: Yeah, he was very early on and I think that uh, Woz was kind of a uh, a back door. The story goes is uh um Steve got was to work on breakout behind the scenes to to get the chip count down because it was too expensive to produce right and they, uh, they so. offered a
0: bonus to yes, uh, to jobs yep. saying hey look if you can uh if you can get the chip count down and you can get this game out in x amount of time we'll give you a bonus and and jobs went to Woz and said hey can you help me do this if you do help me do this i'll you know they said they give me a bonus and i'll give you a bonus and so jobs Ended up giving you know like him like seven hundred bucks of like a five thousand dollar bonus or some stupid thing like that you know so, beautiful yeah it's which like...
1: leads me back to the idea that we need to get Warren Robinette who programmed Adventure onto the show <laughs> oh man that would be good we need we need to slowly kind of go through these Atari programmers but. Uh, adventure has a a major part in Ready Player One, both the book and the film. And so
3: that, that was my next question. I missed out. Did did you go through the list of games that were shown in the movie, or can you talk about that?
1: There, well, they the very first. There's three contests. Uh, originally in the book, the first one was with the joust. Instead, it is a like a race, a physical race. Well, a virtual physical race. Uh, which is great for me because the DeLorean is featured heavily in it and um you know they and they changed some of the things in the the way the book was because you know the character Wade Watts researches everything by having copies of you know all of the classic games on his local machine but in the movie there's a museum that you can go to and a curator who shows you all of this stuff and so that sort of resolves the the, you know the exposition problem where you know the book is assuming you know some of these things and he sort of touches on them lightly but this curator is able to sort of introduce you to these things uh, they completely changed it and uh that particular game that warren robinette developed as i've mentioned a few minutes ago is still featured heavily and but they do other things uh, to continue the thrill like you know like because watching somebody play adventure and then find the dot and then <laughs> to go get the bridge to go get the dot and then bring the other things in the room with the dot so that you can do the thing where you cross the yellow line that's kind of a pain uh, so they did a great job of, of of saying okay so he did accomplish this but there's this other stuff and it's more fun i mean it's steven spielberg it's a great movie i highly recommend it. everybody go see it <laughs>
0: I mean, good job, Ernie Klein.
1: <laughs> well and he, Cal Penn.
0: Well, I guess Ernie helped with the first run of the screenplay, so
1: no, he he gets he gets screenplay uh credit with Cal Penn. Yeah. Equals.
0: Uh, you know what? And we need to have Ernie on the show now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked about that. Do it. Well listen, I think it's time to about wrap up this show for the week. Yeah. But, uh,
3: good but, show. Good show.
0: Yeah, but I want to thank Paul Sarnon for jumping in. Yes,
3: Paul. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Um, hope hope you guys make it to the, or at least one of you makes it to the, the swap this weekend. Oh, yeah. The arcade part swap. I will
0: be there. I don't know if I'll have yes. anything good to bring. But... I'll be
3: grilling hot dogs. <laughs> that sounds Take
0: good. Photos. That sounds great. I love hot dogs.
1: Now, we're not coming up to Minneapolis until somewhere in May. Damn, you should be there for
0: a MGC. That'd be great. Damn it. Mm-hmm. MGC is not in Minneapolis. No, it's in Milwaukee. If they could
1: just have it Minneapolis Gaming. By the way,
0: if you don't have your tickets for that, MGC is coming up. Go get your go get your tickets midwestgamingclassic.com. So. Nice. But uh listen, uh, again, thanks for tuning in. This has been The Arcade Radio. Uh your hosts Adam and Mark joined with us tonight is Mr. Paul Sarin. And next week we are planning on having Whitney, what's what's Whitney's last name anyway? Rob, Roberts? Robertson? Yeah, Whitney Roberts, uh, Skyskipper. So we're gonna do a show next week. Believe it or not. So, listen in. Double R's. Subscribe. iTunes and SoundCloud and Gameplay. Uh, where, where where we? are? So, where, where, where are we?
1: iTunes?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. YouTube? YouTube's. SoundCloud.
1: Soon to come to Twitch?
0: Yeah. Next week we're going to do Twitch. I think that's what's going to happen. So everybody's going to have to move. We move.
1: We're not we going to Simucast?
0: Well, we could try. All
1: right,
0: we'll try. I don't quite know how that's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a test episode on Sunday and freak everybody out. Oh, yeah, we've done that. All right, here we go. Thanks for listening in.
1: Dang it.